0: Everybody, welcome to Take the Black Lab. show, myself Dan Selkie of WinnersComing.net, and Cheryl Lawsonar of Cult- I don't want to point it you. Thanks. Cultures.com break down all the latest Game of Thrones song of Ice and fire genre news for your pleasure. And Cheryl, we are here, sitting here in the wake of the first episode of Game of Thrones season eight.
1: Yes, we are. How are you feeling? Uh much better now that I have this Mountain Dew.
0: <laughs> okay, show off the Mountain Dew. Uh,
1: I do need to show off the Mountain Dew. This was sent to us by Mountain Dew. Uh, it is a fancy Game of Thrones can that has uh, Aria's list of names on it. Uh, thank you. And when it gets cold, you, you can see the text more easily, and it has all of the names of the people that are dead crossed out. Um, it's very Mountain Dewy. It does not taste any, it's not special flavor or anything like that, but it's just great because uh, we have a lot to talk about, Dan.
0: It's pretty awesome. But between that and the Game of Thrones Oreos, there's a lot of cool things going on. Yes. And, and sugar. And <laughs> the freak snowstorm on Sunday here in Chicago <laughs> out of nowhere.
1: It was great. Let it was you,
0: horrible. It
1: made going to celebration that day. <laughs> fantastic. I'll talk about
0: that in a little bit. Oh it yeah. It was just, it was just, we hadn't had snow in a while and then Game of Thrones comes back. Winter is here. It was insane, even Surprise. though it's over. Okay, anyway, thanks for watching us, guys. Thank you, Christian, Diane, David, Harris, uh, Linda, Michael, Douglas, love your movies, Tommy, Christopher, Kelly, happy to see everybody, Leanne, Sue, of course, Julie, Terry, Lisa, okay, so, Game um, season eight, episode one, we watched it, you watched it, you loved it, we actually, if you're not aware, we have a new show we're doing right after the episode called Take the Black React. Where we break down the episode immediately after, go through it point by point. If you want to watch that, um, the talented Richard can point a link in the comments. Um, I thought here, we're not going to go through every little point because we did that on Take the Black React, and I invite you to go watch that and then uh, watch it with us if you can after the episode. But I really want to hit a couple points about the episode because, of course, we want to vlog it. And if you have questions, let us know your questions. I would love to hear them. Okay, so the first kind of point I want to hit about the episode is something that we disagreed on. A lot happened in the episode. Yeah. Daenerys comes to Winterfell and her entourage. John finds out his real heritage. You want to sleep with Cersei, yada, yada, yada. What did you think, Cheryl Wassenaar, And what did you all think, Wicklive Nation, of um, the dragon flight scene? Daenerys and Jon Snow go to Rhaegal and Drogon. Jon mounts a dragon for the first time, flies it through the air, and then they end making out in front of a waterfall while the dragons look at them like angry cats.
1: Oh, boy, you guys. Oh, boy, We're you gonna guys. We're just going to jump right
0: into it and start the part. <laughs> Julie, it was really busy. You have no idea. Yeah. She we, asked how busy it was, that show. Very. <laughs> it's great.
1: Very busy. Uh, okay. Let me attempt to coalesce my mixed, extremely mixed feelings about the Dragonflight sequence. Go on. Okay. So, I think... Showing off that John is capable of riding a dragon and by the end of it seems to have a monicum of control will be you useful. ruined
0: horses for me
1: yes ruined horses blah 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 I think that that is important for him mm-hmm. because we're probably going to need two dragons being controlled by writers yeah. at some point. Like there's some plot
0: set up there. There's
1: some plot set up there. I think that that is relevant. Mm-hmm. But Daenerys' is really, really wor- weird form of flirting, like, when she's, like, that amused little smile, and she's like, well, I've enjoyed your company if you get murdered by mm-hmm. my dragon. Like, that was kind of weird for me. And then the whole, like, making out in front of the waterfall while Drogon gets cranky about it was, like, not my speed. Um, uh, but I think... In some ways, it also showed off like what the season's going to be capable of in terms of CGI usage. Sure. Um, how far it's come, how cool they can actually make these dragons look in live action.
0: They've come a long way, They've haven't they? They've come a God. long
1: way. Um, but in some ways, it was just kind of like Ooh. Like I don't need to see y'all making out again, guys. Like I got that in season six. <laughs> I'm d- or season right. seven, rather. Yeah. Uh, I I I I'm good. I know what y'all are doing. I don't need to know anymore.
0: Okay. Lisa says she was bored with it. He ride a dragon. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, Diane like the first episode. Love John the dragon rider. Resting angry face the dragons have says Tommy. <laughs> Nobody says, a little cheesy, but I do like that they showed him riding a dragon. Yeah. So a bit of a mix of it.
1: That, be- okay. that basically same- sums me up. It's a little cheesy, but I liked the dragon riding.
0: I mean, I didn't have a problem with the flirt. I thought that was kind of cute. I mean, it's pretty in <laughs> this line. This Game of Thrones. In- Nobody's cute. Okay, see, okay. So that was what intrigued me about the sequence. Yeah. It is definitely atypical for Game of Thrones yes. a bit Because, I mean, if you put the A Whole New World Aladdin music over that, it would more or less fit... Like it it, it it, was, it was kind of a, it totally was. It was a, it was like a YA fiction sort of fantasy moment. It was like Kit Harington is in How to Train Your Dragon 3. And then like kind of came over and did the same thing. Like yeah. it, it didn't have the dark tones we're used to. I, okay. The first time I watched it, I was pretty thrilled by it. I honestly was like, it was a big TV. I was like, whoa, whoa. I was like ducking and diving. I was smiling. I felt good. It wasn't quite as great the next time I watched it. I I rewatched the episode because, of course, I did um, a couple of times. um, At least you own up to it. It it, it still worked. Yeah. Here's what I thought was intriguing about it. Okay. Um, A, I do think it's setting up for the... Because we're going to need our dragon. I think it's important to see them being affectionate, too. And I know we can talk about whether we buy their affection or not. But I do think it's important that we see that. Because it's going to be undermined. And... I mean, we know that, right? We know yeah. the sequel's going to get out, and yada, yada, yada. It's already ruined for Jon. <laughs> yeah. Now he knows she's his aunt, and she, uh, he knows that uh, they're rivals to the Iron Throne. What, what I thought was intriguing about it is that even though it was maybe the most jubilant sequence in the history of the show, which is not very a Game of Thrones thing to be, it, like, it, it couldn't not have an undercurrent of, this cannot possibly last. Like, yes. you know it can't last. Oh, yeah. I like that it came right after the scene where Varys kind of had that little mini line about um, we're old, and he, he literally said, nothing less. I think that was on purpose. Oh, yeah. I, I think they knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. So I appreciated that. I liked the, that the final shot was of Drogon leering, and I've seen some commentators say that it was like, that's a silly, funny moment. I don't think so. I think that's kind of a gravity moment of th- th- this. This is this relationship is it's not going to be all smile and rainbows. There's a giant fire-breathing, you know-
1: Lizard-adjacent creature.
0: Who is a metaphor for the horrible end it's gonna meet. Yes that's what i got from it so i thought i I don't think it was just pure cheese like it came off as cheesy but i I think there were a few layers there that i Uh, liked
1: uh, yeah i'm not denying the existence of the layers Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that they kind of overplayed their hand metaphorically speaking when it came to pouring on the cheese like there's it was cheesy there's dare i say too much cheese like you could definitely pick up that irony and all of those like looming undertones of doom and gloom. Like mm-hmm. they're coasting over this abandoned landscape. That's true.
0: It wasn't exactly like um, yeah, like a, a florid tropical paradise they were flying over.
1: Yeah, like
0: desolate.
1: Desolate is a good word for it. Um, but I also think <laughs> that there was a way to do it that wouldn't have been so cheesy probably like, i i like cheese both physically and in my in my tv but it, it, there there was a little too much for this to work for me in the way that i think it was intended to work for okay. everybody
0: th- th- this is uncanny linda says my favorite scene was daenerys's witchy smirk when they were marching in and she was told she wouldn't be welcome witchy i guess this is a description that was just <laughs> I, i've passed me by <laughs> Um, and Jody says they gave they gave us a nice moment because all hell is going to break loose. Give us this, damn! Which I agree with. I'm I'm with you, Jody. I like that.
1: Why do you think I wear black so much, Jody?
0: The witchy one was uh, a joke. was Linda. Yeah, it's all about the witchy stuff.
1: Hey, Linda, are you from the Midwest? Is that like a Midwestern thing, maybe? I'm from the Midwest. No, you're from the Midwest. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Perfect. Never mind. Um, maybe a specific subset of Midwest. But maybe I-
0: they're all just big Stephen Nicks fans. <laughs> Shh. Okay. Don't come for me like that. Anyway, um, another thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, Bran Stark. He was kind of the breakout meme star of this oh one, definitely.
1: Because <laughs> yeah. he's just sitting there, just staring like just a sitting creeper. There.
0: But okay, I have a, a headcanon theory I want to run by you, if I can. Okay. Okay. So... The, the memes are all about Branch Talk just sitting in the courtyard, not really moving, waiting for an old friend, looking at everybody, looking at Tyrion, looking at Jamie, looking at Danny and John, um, looking at Sam. I think he has a very specific plan. Okay, hear me out. Okay. So, probably the best scene of the episode, if I was going to name one, is. Uh, Sam getting his heart broken by Danny and then going to tell John the truth. I thought, I thought if, if I had to say that's the best one, what do you think? You agree with me? Um,
1: my favorite scene was actually uh, Sansa and Tyrion's reuni- reunion. That wasn't bad. Yeah, was like, I used to think you were the cleverest man alive. Like, that's some cutting. I mean, ish. he has
0: been like batting. His betting average has gone way down.
1: It's, <laughs> it's true. If, if but like, the, the fact that she says it to his face. Oh. That was great. Anyway, I still love Arya continue. and John,
0: That was a good scene too, and yes, the graphic yes, that was really good. It was a good one. Yes, Bran okay.
1: has a plan for Sam.
0: Okay, so um, Danny tells Sam about she killed, <laughs> executed. By the way, I love the words people choose to use when they're trying this. It's always, did, da- did Daenerys murder Sam's brother or father? Did she execute Sam's brother or father? I think she executed them. Because she was a queen, and she offered them a way out, and she has power of justice and all that stuff. Personally, but you know, minds differ, obviously.
1: Uh, execute, execute is the word I would use.
0: Okay, really good. Yeah. Sam, I think would it pro- brutal, but it probably say murder. Probably. Um, and I thought John Bradley was great. I thought he was throughout that whole sequence. I thought he, I felt for him, um, who plays Sam.
1: Subtle MVP in that episode.
0: Yeah, I think so. Brandon and him, maybe sounds if you think. Okay, so. John goes, or Sam goes outside. Bran's just in the courtyard. And then Bran tells him, now is the time to go tell John his truth. The truth about the parentage. Okay, my theory is this. They could have told John at any time, really. I mean, like, he would have talked to Bran. Like, Bran told them, we don't have time for this. He could have said, I have time to tell you something. He waited until he knew that Sam had just gotten the bad news about his family and was upset at Daenerys Targaryen.
1: I think I know where you're going with this, but please continue.
0: So then Sam goes downstairs, tells Jon about uh, what happened. And had he not gotten this news, I think he would have told it in a bit more of a... a, uh, unbiased state, but he was crying and Sam, okay, we saw, he was kind of pushing. He didn't just say you're the true heir to the Iron Throne, he said "And Daenerys shouldn't be. Like, Sam is now kind of team John being the king. I think we can assume that if this gets out, Sansa would probably be Team John being the king.
1: Oh, she'd be president of that club. You know it. <laughs>
0: yes. You
1: know she would just push Sam aside, and be like, "I am the president," and Sam would be like, "Okay, that's perhaps
0: fair. Arya too, based on what she said." I
1: mean, they could just be a it. Yeah. Um. I
0: don't know, Brienne. You know, about the bunch leadership. of folk who who would who would be in that corner. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my theory is we know that Bran sees everything, knows everything, knows what's going on at all times in the future, in the past. I think. I think, much like in Avengers: Infinity War. Bran, like Doctor Strange, has seen the future, has seen a scenario where they win against the White Walkers, the Night King, whatever, and he's moving things around to make that happen. And I don't know exactly how, but in order to make that happen, Jon not only has to be told that he's to the Iron Throne, he has to have his friend push for him to supplant Daenerys' claim. I don't quite know why yet, but that's what I'm going with. I also I think we talked about that with Jamie, too, because why would Bran wait for Jamie?
1: I mean, I would say to troll him, but Bran doesn't know what trolling yeah, is anymore. exactly.
0: Bran doesn't have it in him. I think he has a very specific reason for waiting for Jamie that that way. Yes. I think it plays into it somehow.
1: Yeah. Um, I am pleased to say that I knew you, where you were going with that theory. Okay. Um uh, but I would specifically add that I think Bran has a plan to split up John and Daenerys. Totally. I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think that that's part. I just wanted to make sure that that was also part of your theory, or if I was just reading too much. About. I know. Okay, okay. Cool. Thank you. Um,
0: Again, I'm not sure how that's going to ultimately lead in humanity's survival, but I think somehow it will.
1: Look, I'm not saying that Daenerys is a very. Distracting individual, but she's a very distracting individual. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I think it, the timing of this relationship is bad enough that it could actually doom humanity. So.
0: Well, I mean, but how bad will it be when they break up hideously and then they're fighting? Maybe they break up when she's throne. dead. Whoa! You think it's gonna go that far? Maybe. I don't, I know. don't
1: trust the show to keep anyone safe.
0: <laughs> I guess not. Um, I mean, because having John push for his claim is going to make things harder for the living, not easier. At least you would think that, but I think ultimately, Bran, being all foresighted stuff, yeah, he knows that that's the it has to happen to get to the scenario where they win.
1: Yeah, maybe it's not even that John has to push for his claim necessarily; it's mm-hmm. that he has people to push for him.
0: Oh, oh, oh yeah. I mean, John is not going to ever do that personally. My theory: Sam's going to leak it. Um, Sansa's going to get a hold of it, she's going to tell everybody, and that's how it's going to happen. Oh, man. That's, my per- that's how I think it'll happen. I'd be down. Because John's going to be like, uh, maybe I don't tell her. I don't want to be king. I'm so sick of people giving me authority.
1: And Sansa's like, buddy. Have You're I- taking it. <laughs> have I got a proposition for you?
0: <laughs> but wait, Julie says, it was their choice to not bend the knee. They knew the consequences. They knew what she needed to do. Sam is a jerk. Love it, love the hot take.
1: I mean, I feel like Daenerys was kind of not delivering that in a way that was.
0: I mean, how do you deliver that well though?
1: You don't. But like the fact that she looks kind of pained as she's saying it, like mm-hmm. maybe I, if like I think you could read that as an expression of regret to some extent, and I think that might have messed with Sam's Sam's head a little.
0: I mean, it's it's always interesting how we have different t- interpretations of stuff. Like, um, oh yeah. Like, I, I, I thought she was, like, pretty. She, she did that whole, like, Daenerys kind of turn off the feelings, look straight ahead, um, middle distance stare. Yeah. Thing, which but, she she has been known to turn on now and again.
1: Yeah, but there was, before that, there was this little, like, realization of. Oh. oh
0: true. Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: oh, sure. oh Nike. Like, it was bad.
0: <laughs> like, Amy says, I think that Danny is actually the Ice Queen, and all her dragons will die, and she will sacrifice herself to the Ice King, be with her dragons. That way, she will get her throne.
1: Amy, oh, that's pretty intense. Yes! That's a good theory. I like it's it. It's a good theory, yeah, I like that. I like weird theories, so.
0: Okay, and Christina points out Danny never likes to have people executed. Just, and then Amy wants Nares to die now. So many a multiplicity of viewpoints. That's what <laughs> makes Game of Thrones such a fun fandom to be a part of.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: So, any other things you want to highlight from the first episode?
1: No, I already got to yell about Sansa basically calling Tyrion dumb. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was great.
0: Okay, and um, if you want to see our uh, full recap, which Josh Hill and I did, and you will be on episodes in the future, don't worry. Right after the episode, we have the link in the description, and you can watch us after the episode immediately, right here on the Women's Command Facebook page for Take the Black, React. Do you like that name? I thought it was very clever.
1: I, I, it's very clever.
0: <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next episode. We'll don't we'll get rid of it. We already have picks for the new episode. Let's take a look at a few, see what we can uh, guess, because I have some idea.
1: And Uh, funnily enough, we don't have a title again, guys. We
0: don't, of course. Leanna
1: Mormont! Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this.
0: You stand. Go ahead. I stand. What are your Um, thoughts?
1: Let me, let me, okay. Um, So.
0: I'm sorry, really quick. Just in case you did not hear, these are images from the next episode of Game of Thrones. Yes. 802. No title.
1: Yes. Uh, Leanna Mormont in armor is something I didn't know that I I needed. How cute. But yeah, she's cute, but she also looks like you, she could murder you, and I think that that's appropriate. It's like tiny little armor. It's it's really it's well made. It is, and I also really like it because you know in the other images, which you can see on either Winter is Coming Down at or culturist.com for different perspectives on what we're seeing in these images, because um, we see different things. Um, Liana's one of the few women or girls that wears armor yeah. in I mean, these her pictures. And her and Brienne, and I think it's very pointed that she's the, one of the ones wearing armor. Like, I'm not going to lie, I think she could take me in a fight, and I'm several (laughs) inches taller than her. Yeah, probably.
0: I mean, I see more or less that. Um, I'm always intrigued if they're going to, like, give some shading to the Mormont, because she's kind of used as, like, this, you know, tiny little badass battering ram. Mm -hmm. Like, she just kind of says, like, she blasts what you're all thinking, but no one will say. But she doesn't have a whole lot of, like... Like, I don't know, like nuance to
1: her. I don't think she, she is
0: like 10, so it's fine.
1: I, 10 year olds don't have nuance. <laughs> like, they don't have nuance. I've, Source, I've been 10 and I have 10 year old relatives. There's no nuance Fair there. Enough. But yeah, I,
0: I mean, here's like, she's my like yeah. fan favorite. Okay. How about uh, we got, we had to talk about, of course, Jamie's trial. We saw that in the preview for the episode. Oof. So we know that basically Jamie's gonna stand up in front of Daenerys Targaryen. And Sansa and John, They're all at the little table. Mm-hmm. And what do we think is going to happen to him? Some angry well, folks in the back there.
1: Well, we know he makes it to a battle scene.
0: We do. I mean, l- we, we, we don't need to talk about like we don't know. Right. This isn't really a spoiler. We've seen Jamie in the trailer for the season. Mm-hmm. He's clearly in a battle. So yeah. he's probably not going to die next week.
1: Probably not. Um, one thing that I did notice is... I think it's mostly the lighting, but I note that his hand is way less golden huh. than it usually is. <laughs> like, it, it kind of looks like it's dirty and it's been used and it's very yeah, kind it of does. dull. And the, you can it's almost looking more silver than gold. And I don't know, that might be a really extended metaphor for how Jamie is kind of being his own man for once.
0: Also that just blue filter in the north they have over everything.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> also lighting <laughs> issues. Like, don't read too deeply into that one, guys.
0: Nina thinks that Bran will save Jamie from execution. I believe it. You think you really think Bran will be the savior? Do you mm-hmm. think Bran will tell about uh, push push shove shove splat splat no legs paraplegic?
1: Um I think he could u- I think he could use it. I think he could say this is what Jamie Lannister <sighs> was this is what he is now. He is coming despite his sister's broken promise. He's not doing this for love anymore. <laughs> He's not doing it for love anymore. He's. oh. See what I did there? Yeah, um, I did. That's good. Um, he is doing this out of a sense of duty to the living. Like he is trying to be a good person and I use that very loosely. Nobody in this show is good right. uh unabashedly. Um i I think yeah, I think Bran could do it.
0: I, I think, think Bran I think Bran, Brian and Tyrion are all people in his corner. Yes. And I think yeah, a combination of that. Yeah. I would I, I thought you might say like, what if Bran tries to like blackmail Jamie? Like, I won't tell people about this if you like do how I wish, which play play to my theory, he needs Brand Jamie to do something. To uh, set up the win scenario,
1: maybe maybe Brand. I don't think it has to be necessary blackmail to achieve that thing. <laughs> I mean, if Brand helps Jamie out, like Jamie already owes Brand something for pushing him out of a freaking yeah, window. Yeah, right about it. But like saving him after that, I, that's that's a that's a that's a, that's a life debt, to make a Star Wars metaphor. Um, that's it, it's Jamie owes Brand something here, and yeah. I think that. And that
0: now person. he actually has a yeah. conscience that can, like, can think of himself when to paint pain it. Yeah. Which would not have been the case, like, several years ago. Nope. <laughs> Shelton says that everyone showing up at the same time reminded me of the final Seinfeld show. Sure, why not? I can take it. And David, David Harris thinks that, nope, no chance, Jamie, brain divulges that info, but would not be able to stop John from executing Jamie. Yes, I agree with that. Like, come on! I, I think Sansa and uh, John would not hear from. Oh, you made my brother a paraplegic? No, you're, you're, you're going down. Sorry, mm. sorry about it.
1: I think I could see it either way. So, maybe, maybe this is how Jamie does his penance. For and that.
0: Bran cannot hold a title, as Lisa points out. Says, uh, That's correct. Yeah, I mean, or at least he's not interested in it. But clearly, it's yeah. no desire. Huh. Yeah. All right. See so another image from episode 802. Roll it. We got Graham Masande.
1: Great Worm looks awfully in his feelings in this picture.
0: Yeah, which is, uh, you know, he, he's getting those feelings
1: back.: Yeah,
0: and' picking away from him. Now yep. he's actually going to look, I don't know, concerned. So in episode 801, one, like we had a lot of characters, but not all of them got lines, and uh, they kind of made a point to give us photos of characters we didn't see or didn't hear right. talk. Right. I actually really liked the moment of Graham Masande in the premiere <laughs> when they They're were like,
1: the look. Yeah. Or,
0: or just they were looking down, like the learners were looking at them like, oh, this is the first black people you've ever seen, aren't they? And they, they just look kind of uncomfortable and just kind of yeah. the opposite, opposite of attention. And uh, obviously those two, long-running romance, which I've actually come on board with. I wasn't on board with it immediately. Get on the ship. At some point, they got me. And now they I'm on board.
1: Hmm? Yeah, they, they, they do that. They, they grew on me.
0: I think it was when they had their sex scene. I was like, that's beautiful.
1: No, just the idea that there these
0: two like really <laughs> wounded people who were, whose lives were just kind of destroyed by slavery and home institutions. And they've managed to find each other. And the one doesn't even have genitalia, but he can still find love. I, I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, it's pretty sweet.
0: Um, he's so dead, though, right?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's done for. He's done for. Say your prayers, kids. He's not living.
0: As Zane points out, Grey Worm's fear because of Masande will be the death of him. Ooh, that would be good, wouldn't it?
1: Okay, the way I saw it is he's worried. He's like he's worried and like he's worried he's gonna die, and she's gonna be far from him because she can't fight.
0: True. I think what Amy, I think what Amy is suggesting—you can misquote me if I'm misquoting you, Amy—is it, that it's, like his fear of for Masande will somehow get him killed. Like he'll yeah, hesitate or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, be, you know, I'm sure that's some kind of Greek. Oh, there's all
1: kinds of potential all up in there. I think any any of those <laughs> things is
0: i awesome. feel bad that i'm writing off his life so quickly because he could live fine. i have no mercy
1: he's <laughs> dying
0: <laughs> okay and lisa cheryl she's laughing at you laughing all right
1: what Laughs can i infectious. say i i like to cackle
0: okay. and finally we had one more there are a bunch of images you can go see them on winter's coming or culturist so also gilly didn't show up in the first episode at all they're and all dead. Th- no, they are not. They're None all of them be, die. They're all That's gonna die. They're, they're not. You one think of them so? Is, one of them's gonna die. I'm calling it all three of these folk live. I think that. That's my gut instinct. No,
1: somebody is not living in this picture by really? the end of the season. It's too cute.
0: Who's who's gonna be close enough to die? I think they all live.
1: I don't know. Maybe the Night King comes in for one of the babies.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe he's just he would just wanted he just kill Gilly's baby this whole time. Yeah, that's why he's going past the wall. That's what
1: it is. Look, man, craft, craft I love
0: this image by the way. Oh, just it's a great the image. The visual of it. I, I think it's a yeah. It's unique. It's a unique angle. I love the kind of the the. I don't know, the color tone, the way it's not really all that high contrast, but you can still see cool stuff in it. Yeah. It looks like a painting almost. Yeah. I love it. And um, hey, look, Sa- baby Sam is at last not an infant. Hasn't been for a little bit.
1: Yeah. He's a, he's a full on toddler now. Actually grown. All right. And um, I feel like his position of sleeping is not accurate. I have seen toddlers sleep in way weirder positions. So I'm, I'm a little <laughs> like this is too sick. Like he should be like kicking Sam. <laughs> Or like stealing blankets or something. This that is too intimate tame.
0: though. I like that image a lot. Yeah.
1: It's a very peaceful image and that's why they're all going to die.
0: Rembrandt. No, they are not going to die. <laughs> they are not going to die.
1: Someone's going to die from that. picture. No,
0: they're not. I'm calling this. I'm put, Nobody's I'm put money allowed on to this. be happy
1: in the show. I don't know
0: why I'm dying on this hill, but I am. Um, Sam, Gilly die. and little Sam all live. That's my prediction. What do you guys think? What do, you, do you agree with me? They die. Says, no, remember no happy endings. Someone gets a happy ending mini sam is a white walker says julie damn julie has like dark takes
1: Ooh, that's why he's so calm when he sleeps okay
0: so there are more images you can go see them yep um i I do that there's one of like uh varus daenerys and jorah and daenerys has like big crazy eyes like they're all planning like a strategy or something
1: okay can i die briefly on a hill that i've been dying on since season seven sure can daenerys targaryen get armor for the love of the seven
0: yeah, that that wouldn't be that'd would be a good decent idea.
1: Everybody else is in armor. Well, Sansa's not, but that's okay. Sansa doesn't wear armor. Daenerys is still just in that.
0: She will fur be in coat. like battle. That's if her coat is like three episodes old. Do you
1: realize that? I know, but also, pretty sure a giant ice spear could penetrate it. It's not very defensive.
0: I mean, if a giant ice spear could penetrate dragon skin, I don't think armor's gonna save her. But I do agree that like an arrow Do yeah, they
1: are, yeah, like Come on, man. Daenerys. I know you want to look on, Christina's
0: on your, uh, your side. Give everyone armor. And Julie Davies just says, save yourself from heartache. Expect everyone to die. I refuse. I'm getting my hopes up.
1: Death for everyone. I'm okay. with you, Julie.
0: Let's thinking about this discussion. Cheryl... Um, You had quite an experience over the weekend. Yes. What did you do?
1: I went to Star Wars Celebration. Yay! Is it Star Wars
0: Celebration or the Star Wars Celebration? Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Celebration. What is Star Wars Celebration?
1: So it is basically a convention that is dedicated entirely to Star Wars. I'm going to apologize to our non-Star Wars fans in the audience. Like Julie. Like Julie. I know. I will make it brief for you. Um, So it was five days of panels, exhibitions, cosplay, shopping, madness on the f- uh, at McCormick Place and Wind Trust Arena. Um, here in Chicago here right here in Chicago um, I went all five days. I have posted readouts of panels on cultures.com, uh, including descriptions of stuff that I saw that was kind of exclusive to panels. Um, I've brought some things. What did you get,
0: Cheryl, from the Star Wars celebration? I
1: got a lot of stuff, Dan, but I brought some stuff that was more easily transported. So Did me, you buy
0: the stuff or just get it?
1: Some of it I bought, some of it I just got. I will explain with each item. So let me pull this out of the, and, of the tube?
0: Uh, David Harris Jr. wants to know, how do you feel about the episode nine title?
1: Ray Skywalker, baby. I've been saying it. it since episode seven.
0: I think it's poorly phrased. I think it's a, it's phrased, I think it's a fine title.
1: I think, I think it's more than just Rey Skywalker, but um, that's what I'm... So, anyway. I hate the title. So, this is the poster for Vader Immortal, Episode 1. Um, this is going to be a VR experience. Um, they're calling it an experience. Um, so, you're going to be playing as a smuggler that's been chosen by Darth Vader. Uh, takes place on his castle on oh. Mustafar that you can kind of see here in his helmet. Um, they showed footage of it. It is extremely creepy. Um, Darth Vader is super intimidating, as he should be. Um, I thought it was really castle? cool. Yeah, he has a castle.
0: It's going to be like an experience. Where can you access it?
1: it it's going to be on Oculus
0: Oh, fine.
1: VR. Um, there is a trailer and more on cultures.com. Gave some more impressions of it, but we got this poster free. Um, For attending the panel at the celebration stage Uh, and it's going to be going up on my wall eventually, but I figured I would show it to you nice people Um, So there's that one
0: Amy asked we can have a favorite character death next episode. Maybe Amy. I think one more I think we're gonna have like eight people dying episode three
1: yeah, I think they're saving up their deaths for episode three. Yeah, um, This is the poster for Star Wars Resistance Season 2 Resistance. that I got uh, for going to the Resistance Season 2 panel. Um, so, yeah, here we go. We've got Kaz and Tam up top here. Um And it looks super dope. They showed us the entire season two premiere. Oh, sweet. It was actually really good. Uh, So I have a description of the footage, (laughs) um, some reactions. Not a huge amount of spoilers. I didn't want to completely spoil it. Um, But there is a description and some reactions to that footage on Cultures.com.
0: We have a question about uh, Trekkies versus Star Wars fans in the comments. I both. Is there a name for a Star Wars fan? No. Like Trekkie? Okay. There's nothing?
1: No. Huh, how's that possible? Star Wars fans are more concerned about lore than fan names. (laughs) Okay. I'm only semi-joking. Some shade. All right, uh, so for those of you who have been looking forward to The Mandalorian.
0: Which is a live-action Star Wars program to debut on Disney Plus later this year in November. November. Yeah.
1: Starring... Uh, uh, Pedro Pascal, Game of Thrones alum.
0: Oberyn Martell as this tall drink of water.
1: Yeah uh so here is the poster from the mandalorian uh showing key art um this is pedro pascal as the mandalorian um they showed us a sizzle reel and then they also showed us footage and i will admit that i was very skeptical of mandalorian and then i saw the footage and yeah i'm into it now
0: how long was the footage oh not very not very okay
1: um But it was footage. The sizzle reel was a couple minutes, and the footage was a little longer, probably about five minutes, I think. What changed your mind? The footage. Okay.
0: The (laughs) footage looked great.
1: Yeah, because I was like, I mean, I was excited for Pedro Pascal because I think he's a good actor. uh, But I think he really kind of inhabits the body armor of this character in a way that is very engaging. And the footage, uh, which I did also describe and react to on Culturist dot com is uh it was really good like i think it was just the part of it was the experience of seeing on this huge screen i was in the celebration stage which was mm-hmm. the win trust arena for it um but it was just it was balls. and i saw it <laughs> and i was like well i knew i was getting disney plus anyway but at least the mandalorian seems like it might be worth it
0: yeah um, i'm into it and I, i'm justin thinks that pascal make a great bounty hunter
1: that's right
0: does his helmet come off
1: no, not in the footage I saw. I don't <laughs> care. It's his amazing voice. Um, I also oh, I hear his voice. Cool. You do hear his voice. Uh, I did also visit the celebration store. Uh, it took me two hours in line to get in there. Um, but I got it in there. Uh, I bought a lot of things there, but I brought one thing, which is this patch, which has graffiti of Lay on it. This is Arabic for hope. Um, so it's pretty dope. For those who don't know, Arabic is the written in the written language in the galaxy of Star Wars. Uh, and it was super dope and I purchased it because what can I say, sometimes we need hope. Um, and then one of the other exclusives that I got, uh, so I had to pay for this one, um, is the convention exclusive cover of Queen's Shadow by E.K. Johnston um, who with Padme Amidala on the cover, uh, who is my favorite character in Star Wars. So uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to get this and then I got this. And it is, in fact, signed by Ian e. no Johnson. Way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very exciting. That's yes. pretty cool. Yeah. I
0: thought you were going to say Natalie Portman. She wasn't there. No? No. Who was it? There were a lot of folk there, right? There
1: were a lot of people there. Uh, Ian McDermott was there. Um, Work Davis was there. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Hayden Christensen was there. Um, oh, Hayden. Pedro Pascal was there.
0: Of course he was. Yeah, I saw him. He was having a good old time. He
1: was having the best time of his life there. Uh John Favreau was there. Dave Filoni was there. Um there were a ton of people there. Um like most of the voice cast of uh Resistance was there. Uh Daisy Ridley was there. Um the only major person that kind of wasn't there was Mark Hamill. Oh yeah. He was working, so he couldn't make it. Um Right. But yeah, it was it was amazing. Um more is on Cultures.com for y'all. Um, I'm going to be posting cosplay pictures Thursday and or either tomorrow or Friday as a slideshow. Just of all the cool cosplayers I saw there um, because there were a lot of them. Um, spent, very, spent plenty of money.
0: Very cool. <laughs>
1: but yeah, and then I got to come here. On Sunday night to cover <laughs> Game of Thrones. So it was like It's been wild. It's been Nirvana. For I just have me.
0: one more question for you and then yeah. we'll wrap up. Just if you're wondering, we are down with the Game of Thrones portion. Yeah. But um it was one? It's pretty cool. Um, Justin asks, or just says, Emperor Palpy, Speaking of Ian McDermott, what do you think of uh, the Emperor showing up at the end of that trailer?
1: Oh my gosh. I think it's really cool. Um I think that it's very kind of a balanced approach because you know, Luke Luke is saying in the trailer, you know, no one's ever really gone. And yeah, to have the dark side linger in this way, I think is interesting, especially because it kind of looks like uh, Ray and Poe and Finn are going to the ruins of the Death Star. You can see the trench in that That's one shot. Um, and you can see kind of the divot for the dish, the, uh, or where the super laser fires out of. Yeah. Um, so we're pretty sure it's the Death Star. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that that's a really interesting way to wrap it up. Not that I don't enjoy Kylo Ren as a character. Um, I think he's terrible, but I enjoy his, his, his kind of characterization as this whiny baby man. Um, but I think that despite the fact that he is a whiny baby man whose temper tantrums are terrifying... Uh, I think that there's something more compelling about how unabashedly evil Palpatine is. (laughs) So I think that there's going to be an interesting contrast between the two of them. So I'm excited for episode nine.
0: Fun. And uh, I think we'll leave it there. Thanks for watching, everybody. Yeah. We're back next week, of course, with an analyze episode 802 of Game of Thrones, whatever they end up calling it. This is called Winterfell, by the way, the first one. Yeah. Which they released after it actually aired. I know. (laughs) we are doing it weird this year. And we're going to do a good time star celebration, Cheryl. Yep. we back here Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Center time. And be sure to check the Windows Winter Command Facebook page immediately after the episode on Sunday nights. We'll be talking about breaking it down immediately after. Point by point. Going yep. through. Highs and the lows. The great points and the low points. It'll be a fun time. Hope to see you there and see you soon.